Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. My name is Shauna Lee, and I'm an associate professor in the School of Social Work. I think the university really should be commended, the president, the, the provost, and all of the other leadership involved in developing the plan um, for really coming up with a, I think a plan that is as good as it could be under the circumstances, you know, with so much uncertainty about what will happen in the fall. It seems to me that the, the president and the various committees have really tried to accommodate people as much as possible in providing quite a few different options for faculty and students that will hopefully make it possible and easier for all of us to return to campus and or return to campus remotely or into person in the fall. So I appreciate all the effort and the communication and the transparency. As paradoxical as it may seem, there are some exciting opportunities in this moment to learn a little bit more about how best to reach students in a variety of different circumstances. So. What I mean by that is we have an opportunity that we're sort of being forced into to think about remote and virtual learning in new ways and to experiment with those approaches. And the potential benefit of that is in the future, universities like the University of Michigan may be better prepared to accommodate a wider variety of students. Um, for example, students with children, uh, people who are working and already in the workforce and thus not able potentially to, to travel to campus uh, regularly. So I think there's actually some exciting opportunities for us to learn a little bit more about strategies to educate adults that are effective and more inclusive of a wider variety of people's lives and circumstances. We conducted a survey of 562 adults across the United States really very early in the pandemic in late March and then again in mid-April and toward the end of April to better understand how people were adjusting to the quite rapid transition to remote education, remote work, and schools being closed. And in this survey, we asked about depression, anxiety, loss of sleep, and other symptoms of distress that people would uh, understandably be feeling as a result of the pandemic. So in our survey, we documented some very high rates of anxiety, depression, and other mental health distress. So for example, thinking about depression, depression is actually a fairly common experience in the United States. About 7% of adults in any given year um, will experience at least one depressive episode about 18% of Americans will experience anxiety. And in our study, we found much higher rates of depression and anxiety. Probably this isn't too surprising because of all of the factors that went along with the pandemic, like unemployment, uncertainty, school closures, et cetera. But about 32% of the respondents in our survey in late March met the criteria for major depression, probable major depression, and about 50% had symptoms that would indicate mild, moderate, or severe anxiety. And what's interesting is that we actually, we did this survey early in the pandemic, but then the U.S. Census subsequently released numbers that were actually remarkably similar to our numbers, with about one-third of American adults having symptoms of major depression 
as documented by the census. So to me as a researcher, this indicated that our concerns about mental health were very valid and the things that we were hearing from our students, from our colleagues, our partners, our friends about being preoccupied with the pandemic, being very unsure about the future, feeling depressed, feeling hopeless, um, having trouble falling asleep, that all of those were kind of manifesting in greater levels of depression and anxiety. And the survey sort of confirmed that suspicion. I think for Michigan faculty, students, and staff, it's really important to keep in mind that the pandemic has affected all of us in some similar ways and some different ways, of course. You know, the similarity may be that we're we're experiencing emotional and mental health distress. At the same time, we might have different reasons for what's kind of contributing to that. For some students, it might be the uncertainty about the future, the disruption to their educational schedule, et cetera. And hopefully that we can keep in mind as staff and faculty and students to kind of, as I think about it, be kind and forgiving to each other in this moment. Of, of high distress to acknowledge the fact that we're all probably struggling in a lot of different ways and that things might not be perfect. The solutions to the problem are, I think, as, as good as they could be, but at the same time, they're, they're adapting and they're, there still remains quite a bit of uncertainty in terms of the plan for reopening. So I think having some patience and sort of acknowledging the challenges that are associated with this moment for students, I'd also really encourage them to remember that the mental health resources available on our campus are very robust and continue to be available to students. So for example, if students are experiencing ongoing uh, sustained mental health distress, it's really important for them to know that they can reach out, for example, to counseling and psychological services to receive intervention and assistance and they can do that virtually or remotely without necessarily having to go uh, seek assistance in person. So just to remember that those resources remain available for all of us. From my perspective, the lack of in-person contact is a big change for uh, my work. The lack of kind of one-on-one -on -one or uh, one-on-classroom interactions with students is challenging. It's, you know, it's a, an emotional loss because as faculty, we value those interactions and we derive a great deal of joy and satisfaction from being able to talk to our students, contribute to their learning, hear from them. And so that is, I will still be there, but it will be different to not have it in quite the same synchronous fashion uh, and happening in a lively classroom discussion uh, maybe those conversations will be happening on Zoom. So that that feels like a bit of a loss um, and there's sadness attached to that. At the same time, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I look forward to learning how to better serve and be more inclusive in my teaching practices and hopefully also in my research. Um, one of the benefits of the virtual or remote or hybrid approach is that we can reach students in some ways more easily. We're coming to them and they're not necessarily having to come to us. So I think there's some exciting opportunities for being more inclusive at the University of Michigan. I think one big question I would anticipate is parents whose children are leaving home and maybe traveling very far and coming to Ann Arbor potentially to attend class or to attend virtual um, classes. And as a 
parent, I would imagine that that is uh, stressful to kind of let go and hope that, you know, their children are supported in that transition, um, especially first year and second year students who are still kind of making that adjustment in the first place. So it's important for faculty, I think, to recognize that the challenges that that, that might inc incur for, for parents as well as students. And again, I commend the president for being as transparent as possible in the plan that they've developed for the fall. Earlier, I mentioned some of the mental health challenges that seem to arise from the pandemic. At the same time, we also saw in our, our survey that people were using a really wide variety of coping skills and they were leaning more on their loved ones and their close relationship partners, significant others to get comfort and to help make the situation better. So I think we're seeing both the challenges of the moment in terms of uh, the distress that is coming about, but at the same time, we're seeing people's resilience and hopefully faculty and staff and administrators can build on that resilience and help students continue to succeed in their academic and research careers and that we can really learn from this moment, you know, how to be a, an even stronger community. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.